Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Hey everybody, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about dividend stocks and we actively invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Today I have a guest with me named Charlie. Charlie, say hi to everyone. Hi everybody. <laughs> Glad to be here. Okay, now Charlie, you and I have never met before, right? Correct. This is the first time we're actually sitting down and actually doing something. Yes. Alright, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer any questions you have and just shoot for the breeze. I'm going to tell you what I do. And then see if it makes sense to you. Okay. Okay. So, I'm all ears. All right. Now, I basically show people how to get 1% either weekly or monthly, depending on the time frame that they have. The more time you have to invest, the more money you make. Now, the reason why I'm only looking at 1% is, one, it's simple. Number two, it's safe. And number three, it's very predictable. Now, the only stocks I ever look at are any stocks that have a dividend payment from the company to the investor for a minimum of 25 years. Now, that is 25 years consistently increasing the dividend payment. Okay. Okay, now the Dividend Kings, it's 50 years of continuous increased dividend payments. But the Dividend Aristocrats and the Dividend Champions are 25 years or more. So I don't have anything like, um, don't have Starbucks, I don't have Google, I don't have Yahoo, I don't have Tesla. I don't have um, anything less than 25 years of increased payments. I don't have. Okay, so there's 250 companies that have increased their payments for a minimum of 25 years. And that's okay. all I look at. Okay. Okay, I also have a software that's being updated at the moment. Now, the software, what it does is it goes into the data stream. Now, when I say the data stream, that's the high, high of the day, the low of the day, the opening of the day, the close of the day, the volume, and all that crap. It's stored somewhere online. Google Finance has it, Yahoo Finance has it, New York Stock Exchange has it, CBOE has it. There's a whole bunch of companies, uh, corporations online where you can get this information for free. It's historical data. Mm -hmm. Okay, now numbers don't lie. The opening price is what the opening price is. Right. Okay, so my advice to people is, you find a dividend stock that you like. I call it a pre-qualified dividend stock. The only qualification you got to have is a minimum of 25 years of increased payments. And uh, that's basically it. Okay, so I go into the data stream. I look at how often have they increased in price from the 10 days prior to the EX date up to the EX date. Do you know what I mean by that? So 10 days prior to the X, 10 day, how long? often have they increased 10 days prior to the ex-dividend date? Correct. To the, what, what was the other part? You okay. said I, I comprehended what, the first part. I'm a little slow. Okay, that's fine. Okay, what we're doing is we're recording um, a podcast, which people are just listening. Okay. And we're also videoing, which is going to be on the YouTube, so people can actually see. Okay. And so some people can hear us, some people can see us. Okay. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Yahoo Finance. I'm going to show you exactly what I mean. Oops. Let's quickly go over here. Now, for those of you listening, I'm going to Yahoo Finance, and I'm basically just finding out 
I'm showing Charlie where the uh, the data stream is. Uh, go here. Just go to yahoo.com or yahoofinance.com. We're going to look at simplest and easiest one, IBM. Everybody uses that one. And that's going to... Uh, the internet's a little slow here. We're actually in Sarasota in the pub having a beer. I'm having a, an angry orchard because I like hard cider. And Charlie's having himself a Bud Light. Okay, so here you see International Business Machines, IBM. Now, this little icon here is a historical data. You click on historical data, it up pops the data stream. You have the date, the open, the high, the low, the closed, adjusted close, and the volume. Okay? If I slide down, I'm going to keep sliding down, and here's a dividend here, August 9th. See, it's a $1.64 dividend. Now, I'm going to count 10 days prior to the EX day. So it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Okay, so the opening price for July 26, 2021 is 141.39. Correct? Mm -hmm. Now, if we take the dividend, add the dividend to the opening price. So if you put your, your buy order in before the market opens, you may get the opening price, you may get close to it, paying it two off. Now, if we add those two together, the 164 to the 141.39, what did we come up with? Uh, 143.03. Okay. Now, how many days did it take? Is there always out here for you guys? Yeah. Yeah, for, for right now, yeah. Okay, now we got a live broadcast going, and just to let you know, we do not do any editing, so that was the waiter coming to check on us. <laughs> that was our waiter. <laughs> that was our waiter asking us what we wanted to drink. Okay, so you said 143 what? 03. So 14303. So the high of the day on the very first day was how much? 143. What was the high of the day the very second day? 14364. Okay, so if you added this price to that price, that would have been your exit. You would have been out on the second day, right? Right. Awesome. So what do you do the next day? You look for another stock that's going to pay a dividend. Right. It's as simple as that. So just the 10 prior days. Correct. Now, you can't do the 10 prior days every quarter because every quarter is different. Now, we're looking at uh, July 26th, which is the third quarter. Okay, now third quarter is going to be different than the first quarter. It's going to be different than the second quarter. It's going to be different than the fourth quarter. So you look at um, July 26th, uh, 2021. Then you look at July 26th, 2020. July 26, 2019, July 26, 20, and so on and so forth, 10 years back. And see how often does the stock move by adding the opening of the day to the upcoming dividend. Now, that tells you historically what has happened. Does that mean it's going to happen again? No, but the odds are in the favor that it probably will. Mm -hmm. And that's basically the secret. It's, it's basically pretty simple. So if we only stick to qualified dividend stocks, 10 days prior to, add the ex, uh, the, uh, the dividend to it, and that's your new exit price. So absolute worst case scenario, let's say it doesn't hit your price, and you go right into the EX, the EX day. So what do you do? You collect a dividend, right? Mm -hmm. And is IBM really that bad of a company that you wouldn't want to hold on to it? Probably not, no. Probably not. Now the dividend kinks, those are companies like Home Depot, Coca-Cola, um, what else is on there? Philip Mars? No, Philip Mars is not a dividend king. 
the era, the era dividend aristocrat. Okay. I don't know what the dividend kings are. I was just guessing. Okay, so the dividend kings, there's only 22 of them. Okay. Now, you really can't go wrong with a dividend king. No absolute worst case scenario, drop back to a dividend aristocrat. Cream of the crop, top of the line, 25 years, increased um, dividends. So let's jump in and to actually take a look at some actual stocks that actually move. So basically, um, 10 prior days. Um, I should say 10 trading days. 10 trading days. So um, I'm going to buy uh, the 26. So you're going to buy here at 141.39. No, you're going to buy at the opening of the day. Yeah, whatever that is. Whatever that is. You know the neatest thing? Check this out. Now, do you use Thinkorswim? Um, I, I, will, I, I have that available to me, so I can use it. Oh, let's go back here. Now, what we're doing now is we're looking at Thinkorswim, the market watch. And on the market watch, we're looking at the dividends. It tells you all the companies that are paying on the dividend. Now, I'm looking at my personal list. Well, I come up over here. And I go to a personal list and I slide over. Now, I have this broken down into categories where we have 20 years of dividend stocks, of increased dividends, but they pay weekly options. Now, a weekly option gives you more, lack of better words, options of making money. Now, we're going to get down um, to that okay. in a minute. The first thing I want to do is jump onto the Dividend Kings list. Okay, now I'm going to click on... I'm going to put to, go to 2020 because we're only halfway through the month. It's going to take a minute or two for it to populate. And this will give you all the companies, all the dividend kings that have a dividend date in September. Okay, so SWK, I think that's uh, Stanley Black & Decker. CBSH, I don't really know who that is. So CBSH is uh, Commerce Bank Share. GPC is genuine genuine parts. How romantic of a stock, a company that makes auto parts. They make spark plugs, air filters, oil filters, and crap like that. I mean, really? You want to buy something that has something romantic, like like uh, 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 exploration of, of, of Mars or Venus or something like that, something wild and crazy. But auto parts? These guys are dividend kings. 66 years of increased dividend payments. Wow. I mean, how can you go wrong? They have 79 cent dividend. Look, just for the fun of it, let's take a look at that. They pay their dividend on the third. It was their EX date. We're gonna go here. C G P C. Now uh, the third is September 3rd, which is right there. Okay, where is 10 days prior to the third would be Hold on a second, I'm trying to do some calculation. The third is there. The 20th of August. This 20th, there it is, right there. This 19th. All right, here's the 20th of August. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, 79 cent dividend. What was the opening price on the 20th? 122.50 it looks like. I yep. Can't. We add 79 cents to that. That's going to be 123 and change. 123.23. Okay. What was the so high? 29. Yeah. So what was the high of the day? 
124.23. You go to in in the morning, out in the afternoon. Okay, so let's take a look at another one. CBSH. CBSH. Now we'll do the same thing we're looking on the 20th, correct? Mm hmm. Is 828, 828 is right there. Okay, now CBSH had a 27 cent dividend. Okay, the opening price was 68.85. Okay, and the high of the day was 70.29. I don't even have to do the math. That's a buck and a half over and above. Now so you would normally get out at the 79 cents a dividend. Yeah, whatever the cents, whatever it yes. is, unless you wanted to use what's called a trailing stop. Now, do you know how to use one of those? Yeah. Now, I don't like trailing stops. I just, hey, I'm not greedy. I want my profit. I want my 27 cents. I'm out of here. Do you know why? Because look what happens next week. We had BDX and LANC. Well, I can see that one. What happened next week? Well, I'm not really interested in what happened after I collect my, my profit. Right, right. Yeah, okay. You're just doing that 10 days, morning, out when you feel comfortable that you need to be not, not even when I feel comfortable, whatever the dividend is. Because if I have to hold it to the EX date, I'm only going to collect the 79 cents or, right. or the 29 cents or the 70 cents, whatever the dividend is. Mm -hmm. Now, most people buy a dividend stock and hold it all year long and they catch four dividends 70 cents, 70 cents, 70 cents, 70 cents. What is that? $2.80? Yeah. Okay, so if I do it this way, I collect my 70 cents, I'm out in a day. Right. Can I take on another stock? Hell yeah. Now, what you're seeing here on the calendar, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Well, can't count that one. Can't count that one because that was uh, the end of August and this was the beginning of October. So we have 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. So we have 10 dividend kings paying in the month of September. Okay, so if we go... Out of 22. Well, we go to August. Give it a minute, it'll populate. All right, it may take more than a minute. Two minutes? There minute. we go. Okay, so for the month of August, there's 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17. 17 companies in one month, all right? You can jump in, do one here, do one here, do one here, do one here. So let's say you get 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%. On the 7th, you get 1%, 14th, you get 1%, 21st, you get 1%, 28th, you get 1%. That's 4% in one month. What does that come to the end of the year? That's 48% per year, but that's not even compounded. You compound it, you're up over 60% a year. That's just the dividend kings. So now, um, so what happens, let's say um, you add leverage to that. Let's say, so. Now, what I'm, do you mean by leverage? Use options. Well, okay, we're going to get that in a minute. Okay. We're, we're just using the simple baseline of the strategy itself. Okay. By a good, Make, makes sense. A pre-qualified dividend stock 10 days prior to the EX day. So this has got to have the aristocrats in it too, correct? No, no. This, what you're looking at, is just a dividend case. Well, if there was 22 and we saw 17 here and we had 10 or 12 the next month, that's 29. All right. I might be wrong. It might be more than 22. Okay. okay yeah, so, I don't know. I have no clue. Okay. So what I'm going to do next is I'm going to click on this, go back to my personal, 
And here's the dividend aristocrats right there. There's a lot. Yeah. There's over 7,000. Does that work? With, did you look back at all them? Yeah, but the very first ones I look at Are always kings, look at the kings. kings. Okay, then the aristocrats. Okay, makes okay. sense. So just those two alone. Okay, those are all I look at. And then I break it down a little bit further. So I'm going to show you how I break it down a little bit further than that. Uh, for the fun of it, let's go back to my Dividend Kings. This guy never bought me any utensils. You didn't watch what? No utensils. Oh, oh, wait, right here. Oh, is there some over there? Yeah, oh, there you go. thank you. All right. So just for the fun of it, let's look at Target. Target is a 68 cent dividend. And that's a king? Target is a king? Yeah, believe okay, it or not, cool. Target is yeah, a dividend I'm, king. I, I had no idea. Yeah, we got Nordson, we have Johnson & Johnson, we have uh, PH. What is PH? PH is Parker Hannafin. Okay. All right, so the first thing I do is I pull up a dividend king. Right, let's go back to September. Okay, today is the 12th, 13th. Ooh, check it out. Coca-Cola is paying on Monday. Mm -hmm. But it's not 10 days prior. If we were going to do Coca-Cola, we would have gotten on the 31st. Right. Now, just for the fun of it, let's take a look at Coca-Cola. And we would have got Coca-Cola on the 31st of July, correct? No, of August. August 31st. All right, so... Coca-Cola has a 41 cent dividend. They're a dividend king. They've been in business for over 100 years. I can almost guarantee, with 100% certainty, that in 50 years, Coca-Cola is going to manufacture, are you ready for this? Coca-Cola. Nope. <laughs> They've been doing it for 100 years. They're gonna keep doing it. Okay, plus, so you got 41 cent. Plus they cent. got a lot of energy drinks and other yep. shit now. Okay, so uh, they have a 41 cent dividend, paying on the 14th, which is Monday. They opened up 10 days prior at 56.16. Now, they hit a high of 56.52. It didn't actually make it the first day. The second day, they did make it. Okay, they hit a high of 56.60. Okay, even the third day, even went higher, 57.03. But you just want the dividend amount, not now. Well, not necessarily so. So what I do is I take a look at the company. Very first thing on the list of things to do, we're going to do it with one just for the fun of it. Um, is the 14th. We're going to look at these four right here because these four are 10 days away. Okay. ITW, which is paying $1.14. ITW is Illinois Tool Works. Moneymaker. ITW. Now, the very first thing I do is I look at the one-year chart and see what it looks like. So just for the fun of it, I'm going to rattle it off like I would normally do. All right, so a year ago today, ITW started out at 199.53, quickly found its low at 188.14, and that was at the beginning of October. From there, they went sideways in a little bit of a channel on the $200 area before breaking out of that in the beginning of March, hitting out. A year high at 242.07. Got a little bit of profit taken. Settles down in 226 area for a little bit. And then for some strange reason, she drops down to 218, which is where she's sitting today. Now, the one-year chart looked great. 
the 90 year char 90 day chart is not ideal because for some strange reason we have four down days right here and we have some support may have some support here at 218 but before we go any further let's take a look at the seasonality now Charlie do you know what seasonality is mm -hmm. some stocks a certain quarter are going to do better than other quarters okay now the seasonality chart here on thinkorswim can go as far back as 20 years I have it set for 10 years. I just want to see what it's done in the past 10 years because basically, if this company has been increasing the dividends for 25 years and they're making tools for at least 25 years or more, I just want to see what they're doing in the last 10 years. And I really only care about the up and coming five days because I want to be in and out by Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, the blue line represents the movement that it's had this year. So we see where it is now. The red line represents 10 years worth of data. So on average, at this point at this point of the year, this company goes up. It's a little bit of a trend line. See it? Mm -hmm. So she should have go up between now and I say she should peak out on the 21st, which is okay by me because I plan on being out of this stock by the 18th or the 17th, which is this Friday. Okay, so the one-year chart looked good. The 90-day chart was okay. The seasonality chart looked great, so now I'm gonna look at the big chart. Now when I say the big chart, all that means is it adds a little bit more data points and a little bit more indicators. So, looking here, now as you can see the red line, that is undeniably an uptrend, correct? Mm -hmm. Now the white represents the sellers and blue represents the buyers. Now there are more buyers, I mean, there, there are more sellers than there are buyers, and there seems to be going on a three-to-one ratio. So there's three times as many sellers as there are buyers. Mm -hmm. But the sellers, as you can see by the chart, are retreating. See that? They're up here at high. Now they're retreating, and the buyers are starting to advance. Mm -hmm. Okay, And it's an untread line. So all that looks great, right? So now let's go to the trade grid. We want to put in I T W. Okay, and we want to go back to the standard chart. Give me an idea of where we are, where we're going. Oops. Okay, so this is a weekly option. You can tell by the uh, the dates on the chart. Mm -hmm. Now, five days from now, it's very tough to. Uh, to do this kind of training after hours because you can see the bid and the ask. Right. The bid is 150 and the ask is 237. So it's really tough to decide. Yes, yeah, if you put an offer in, you're going to pay way too much or way too little. True. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the last trade. The last trade was 218.78. So hypothetically speaking, the market maker should open up somewhere close to that. Now the market maker is the only person who has any idea whatsoever where the stock is going to open up Monday morning. Okay? Love to get a bug in his ear. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately that's illegal and we can't do that. Alright, so we have a couple of choices. Choice number one is we could buy at the market, add the dividend in, and use that as our exit price. And that's the first thing I'm going to show you because that's what I normally teach people. So I'm going to left click, I mean, sorry, I'm going to right click on the ask price. And see the drop-down window pops up? I'm going to go down to Buy Custom. Okay? Another drop-down window pops up, and I'm going to go down to a Divi trade, a dividend trade. And what happens? It has a buy order and a seller order automatically pop up. 
So only thing I do here is I decide how much money I want to invest. So let's say I do a thousand shares of this stock. I buy a thousand and I sell a thousand. Okay? See? Two orders, one buy, one sell. Now, the sell order has what is called a trigger, TRG. That's called a trigger trade. Now that is triggered by the first one. Before I put in the month, the amount, I want to go back again and see exactly what ITW was paying. ITW, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Right there. Okay, IDW is paying a one dollar and fourteen cent dividend. All right, so I'm going to go back to here. And this amount here, see this jelly? I'm going to chain that to one dollar and fifteen cents. One dollar and. 15 cents. So now I'm going to hit confirm and send. And what that's going to do is it's going to give me what my order is going to look like. Now, if I was going to do this trade, I'm not going to do it because I'm basically out of money in my account. But if I was going to do this, buy 1,000 ITW at the market to open. So as soon as the market opens on Monday morning, I'm going to get filled at whatever it opens up at. Okay? Now, as soon as it opens, I'm talking as soon as it opens, within a fraction of a second, the second order is going to come in. Sell 1,000 ITW triggered by a dollar and 15 cent increase, good to cancel, extended, triggered by uh, order number one. And if I hit send, that order goes to the market. If I hit send, it's going to say rejected because I don't have enough money. Right. But setting up your account this way, all you do is just... Pick which stock you want, right click, go to buy custom, and it's on one of your pre-saved orders. Just click the pre-saved order, it gets filled, and then you just fill in numbers, how many stocks you want, and what's the dividend price you want to be in and out of. Okay, see how that works? Simple. Okay, so that is that order. Let's try a different approach. Now. The last trade was 218.78. So we have two choices. We could do a dip cap play or we could do a covered call. If I was going to do a covered call on a $200 stock, I would like to get at least a buck and a half or two bucks. Okay? Now, if I was going to buy it at, at the market. So basically 1% you're looking for. Exactly. I'm looking for my 1%. And if I have a margin account, that 1% actually comes out to 2%. But I don't suggest people using margin accounts unless you really know what you're doing and you're willing to take that risk. But if we were going to do a, um, a covered call on this at the market, 218, the closest one they have is the 217 and a half. And that is selling for almost three bucks. So that one wouldn't be that bad at all. Now, if I want to go one strike out of the money, the 120, that's selling for 155. The only problem with that is the stock has to move up in order to make you money. Right. Okay, so you weigh the pros and cons there. Now, I'm going to show you one of my absolute favorite trades. It's called a vertical. Do you know what a vertical is? Um, so you're going to do a vertical spread? That's exactly what it is. Now, I'm going to do in the money one strike which is the 215 217 and a half now that's a two dollar and fifty cents spread right now it says it's going to cost me a dollar 25 now if i was going to do 10 contracts 
215, 217 and a half, what do you think my profit margin would be for five days? Twelve fifty. I'm 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 missing. So you're doing the two fifteen to two seventy and a half. Correct. And you're saying it's your spread is going to cost you one twenty five. Correct. Where are you getting that from? All right. Let's, because let's I'm get show, wait, wait, I'm wait, showing. Wait wait, 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 wait. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. The way the order reads: when you're doing a spread trade, you're actually doing two trades at once. You're buying and selling at the exact same time. Now mm -hmm. you're buying one. And you're selling the other, and it's costing me right there. See, dollar twenty-five. See that right there? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. okay. That, oh, okay. I see. Okay. They're, but I was looking up there. They're taking the average. Okay, I get it. Okay. Now, so now what I'm going to do now is I'm going to hit the confirm button, and I'm going to read to you what the order is going to sound like. The order description is buy ten vertical ITW 100s, which is the weekly. 17 September 21, which is this coming Friday. The 215 or the 217 and a half call for a dollar twenty-five limit order to open. You understand that? Mm -hmm. Now here's the beauty of this trade. The trade is gonna cost me, what's this number right here? Twelve hundred and sixty-three dollars. And what is the most I can make off of this trade? Twelve hundred and fifty dollars. That is almost a hundred percent return. Here's the kicker. If the stock goes up, how much do I make? Twelve hundred and fifty dollars. If the stock stays exactly where it is, how much am I going to make? Twelve hundred fifty dollars. If the if the stock goes down, it can go down to two sixteen twenty five. That's the break even. Mm -hmm. So if the stock goes up, I make money. Stock stays the same, I make money, and the stock can even go down, and I'll still make money. That is my absolute favorite trade. Mm -hmm. It's called a spread trade. Now, they don't always work, and you can get bit in the butt. Which I have been bitten about many a times, but I profited more than I've lost. So this one has a couple of things going for it. Number one, it's a dividend king. Number two, it's got a dividend coming up in two weeks. Number three, the one-year chart looks fine. Number four, the seasonality chart looked great. Okay, and all the numbers on the trading chart on the uh, the trading platform all look in that favor. Now, we can even go a little deeper if you wanted to. Let's get rid of this. By looking at uh, open interest. Nope, there's no open interest on this at all. Uh, They're all the in the higher numbers, open interest. The trade grid, here we go. And it's not, the market's closed at the moment, so the trade grid is empty. But if we were in market hours, the trade grid would give you an idea of how this trade looks. So what do you think of that? I, I like that. That is a hundred percent trade mm -hmm. for five days. Everything but one thing is pointing in the direction. The one thing that wasn't pointing in the direction was the 90-day chart. So before you actually do this, I'd suggest taking a look at why did it drop from 120, 132 down to 118. And with the dividend coming up, even though seasonality shows it should go up, why did it drop? Once you find that out, you decide in fact whether or not to actually do that trade. Mm -hmm. But it still looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Now we can go back to the market watch and we look at almost anything else. TR, Tootsie Roll, just became a dividend king last year. 
Everybody loves Tootsie Rolls. They do. What have they been making for the past 50 years? Tootsie, Tootsie Rolls. Rolls. What are they going to be making in the next 50 years? Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls. So it's like I, I love doing just the Dividend Kings because you know they're going to be around and you know they're going to actually do their work. Okay, so your turn to ask any questions you want. So, um, can you go back to that last, um, th that trade, go back to the options on the ITW. So this is a weekly, right? Yes, this is a weekly. Wait, wait a minute, before that, what kind of uh, option trade do you want to see? Because there's like 20 different option trades. Well, I, so just as what is a regular, a regular um, single op op open option. I'm just, I'm just wondering. So the stock's at 218.78. Is that what I'm saying correctly, Illinois? Well, the last trade was 218.78. Yeah, but I'm just going to use that number. Yeah, because the market maker is going to figure out what the hell he wants to do on Monday yeah. morning. So but take wait before that. Take a look at this right here. Open interest, 1,000 contracts at 2.30 for this Friday. So something ain't stirring the Kool-Aid. Why is there 1,000 open interests? Well, my my opinion would be a lot of people probably might have sold cover calls back there. Uh -huh. um, that's, that's what I would think possibly because there's a big gap and, and people always say that the stock will always fill its gap. So they do. I mean, that would be a guess, you know, my educated guess, whatever that. But I, I was kind of trying to look so at the, um, oh, okay, I'm the, that is the, um, there's the call. So the, two, the 215 call is 340 so that puts you that's the bid oh the, yeah we can't get the right thing because that's the bid it, that would be ask. under the price so that surely wouldn't work so and if you go to the 217 that's 290 well you can't really tell because it, it's not during hours right yeah and it's look hard. at the spread 290 310 it's a 30 that's a 20 cents that's pretty spread. close compared to the one before that it's a dollar a dollar 70 yeah holy shit so during market hours, these numbers are going to change. So it gives you a rough idea of what you can think of, uh, what you right. can look at. Cool. So just that 10 days before and the history and whatever the option thing is, that's what you're looking for, nothing more. Get your little piece of the pie and move on to the that's next it. trade. Yeah, but think of it, 1%, it sounds so... So, um, minuscule, and it's like really not worth the effort. But for me to trade, my account takes me less than 10 minutes a week. And then every day, it'll take me not even two or three minutes to look at what I got. Because I don't carry a lot. I only do, I don't try not to do more than five or six trades a week. And I'll stick to just the dividend kings and then the aristocrats and, and what I know. Or sometimes I will do this. Let's check this one out. Ready? go here and I take a look at Warren Buffett's holdings. So I took all Warren Buffett's holdings. Now does he have does he have all kings? New. New. He has Merck. And Merck is not a dividend king and it's not even a dividend aristocrat. But 
it's Warren Buffett. Right. And everyone says he's, you know, he's the miracle of, oh, the, uh, the Oracle of Omaha, whatever. So I take a look at his, and I do the exact same thing. I look at the one-year chart, I look at the 90-day chart, I look at the seasonality, and I look at the numbers. I'm strictly a numbers person, okay? Yeah, well, that takes all the, the emotions out of it. Correct. And I'm only looking for 1%. Well, 1% a week is a lot, in my opinion. I mean, Yeah, but for some people it's not. I mean, if you've been following my podcast, I've been doing my podcast since January. Now, I've been doing this trading for, oh my goodness, since my daughter was 9 and she's 22 now. Um, but I just started recording and I just started, I haven't even started live broadcasting yet because I just don't know how to do it yet. You know? You know, I have other things to do. Like Maybe you need to do TikTok or whatever. I don't know anything about no, any but, of them things. Yeah, but Instagram. believe it or not, TikTok's the exact same way. You can live stream that. But how do I do that? How do I do TikTok, Facebook, Yahoo? And how do I Comes do a full-time job. <laughs> but but I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get down to, you know, less than an hour a day. Because, you know, I really don't get paid that much for doing this. I'm doing it for the fun of it, for one. I'm trying to educate people. I'm trying to give back to the community. And if people want to donate, hey, fine, that's great. You know, I mean, I put a lot of time and effort into this. And I got, oh, shit, load of money invested. The reason why I say Yeah, well, that, you probably took a lot of lumps along the way. <laughs> I lost Been more. Been there, done that. I lost more in one week than most people make all year. But, you know, that is a lesson that I had to learn. I thought I, you know, because I was making 125 trades in a row that I won on. You know, I thought I knew everything. So I went in big, and I got my ass bit big. And no matter who I talk to, I'm the only person who ever's gotten a phone call from the broker saying, hey, Mr. Gardino, you're done. Yeah, I said, what do you mean? You're done trading. We have to liquidate your account to cover your positions. I said, okay. That was I couldn't sleep for three nights after that. I ain't shit. Yeah, if you if you don't have capital to trade, you're at, it's like you're small business. You don't have money to open next week, you're out of business. Yeah, I know. So, right. sorry about that. Like I said before, I've been telling people this all the time. With live recordings, sometimes you get phone calls, sometimes you have a waiter come by and ask what you want, and we're just gonna go with the flow. Now I don't edit and I don't do any of that mushy stuff. You want something like that? You gotta go somewhere else. This is all live, raw. You don't edit out anything. If I make a mistake, you're gonna know it. All right. What were we talking about before the phone rang? <laughs> well, I, I just, so I gotta, I, there's a few people that um, they asked me about um, investing and stuff. And like, I always, to me, the market, there's no, like, I've seen it all. There's probably no foolproof thing that works 100% of the time. Because no matter, and, and there's no more longer, I can hold this stock forever, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to save me. And yeah, but that's not, then it's not an investment. If you have, all right, this is my, this is just my philosophy. I could be wrong. If you buy something, and you're expecting a return, you don't know what the return is, and you don't know when you're going to sell it, it's not really an investment. Correct. Okay. Now, I'll give you a perfect example. Do you like gold? I like gold. Do you invest in gold? No. Have you seen what the gold chart looks like? Uh, yeah. Does it have a striking resemblance to the gold chart from the 1970s and 80s? Um, I don't know. Okay. Now, you're old enough to know, because you got the gray hairs too, the gold rush back in, in 1981. Everybody was selling the gold. Everybody was gold, 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 gold. It hit seven hundred eighty dollars. 
okay? From the top of the market then, it took 30 years for those people to break even. So do you want an investment where you have to hold for 30 years to break even? No. Exactly. So, and gold is a commodity. So if you remember, I don't know if you know this, but back in the 30s and 40s, the federal government had every U.S. citizen turn in their gold. I did not know that. Okay, so they were paying, I think it was like 20 or $30 per ounce or per whatever they call it. And then after everybody turned in their gold, the federal government went in and they increased the price of gold. See, that we pay you $30, okay, now if you want to buy gold, it's going to cost you $40. You lost 10% of your money with a stroke of a pen. You think that's bad? The amount of money running around in the market now, okay, 40% of all the money in existence came about in the last two years. So did everything go up in price or did the value of your dollar go down? The value of your dollar went down. Exactly. So you see a, a house that I sold here in Sarasota for 250000 last year or, or two years ago is now $350,000. Did it really go up or did the value of my dollar go down? Uh, your dollar went down. Exactly. But the neat thing about it is that if you went and paid for that house to a three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and with the interest rate being what it is, what's the mortgage payment? Fucking the exact same as it was two and a half years ago at two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. There's no difference. It's the value of your dollar has gone down, and people don't realize that the dollar is going to disappear soon. The real estate market is going to crash. The stock market is going to crash. So what are you going to do with your money? The neat thing about the stock market is, if you buy Coca-Cola and you have a share, one share of Coca-Cola, whether you bought it at one dollar or whether you bought it at a thousand dollars, you still own one share. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you stop thinking dollars and you start thinking shares, you have a share of Coca-Cola, a share of Merck, a share of BYM, a share of GL, a share of Bank of America. It's regardless what the price is. You just want to collect the dividend. The dividend is a portion of whatever the profits are. So whether you bought it at a dollar, whether you bought it at a hundred dollars, you still get a portion per share you own, regardless of what you paid for it. That's the beauty of the stock market. So if you have any money laying around in cash, I'd say invest it into something. Something tangible. <laughs> I'm a reinvestor. I that's what I do. I mean I get my dividends at the when I get them and then I multiply them. I mean that's what I do. Um, but I don't make, I mean, so I I got a bit in the QILD, which you know what that is. No idea. QILD is... Well, just for the fun. Let's Google, put, let's Google put it. it pays 1% a month. QYLD. Okay, so the one-year chart in QYLD, just for those of you listening and not watching, started out last year at 21.75, had a low at 20.51. Back at the end of October. Do you know what the end of October was? This this anomaly right here. Uh, was that the election? That's the election. Yeah. So you have the election. Two days later, what happens to the stock? It closes out at 2086. Opens up a couple days later at 2173, which is what, a 10% increase? And then it shoots up to hit 2158. And that was uh, the middle of February. A little bit of profit taken, and then she goes sideways for the rest of the year, sitting at 23.05. Let's see what she does normally over the last 10 years. 
So what we can expect the next couple of days, a little bit sideways and she's going to spike up. There's no real consistency here. See the, the erratic movements? Well, basically what what this is, it, they sell covered calls on the um, on Tesla, Google, Apple, mm -hmm. Facebook. And so all those companies that don't have 25 years or more, all the right. unqualified dividend right. stocks. Don't they, get me wrong, they might be great companies. Well, I do it for the 1% a month. Well, there you go. You know, every month, you know, if you got a if you got a share, you get 1%. And there's the RYLD, there's a whole bunch of these. Let's take a look at this one. QYLD. Now, we're going to look at the trade grid on QYLD. Now, I've never looked at options on this, and okay, I don't so really... Okay, so QYLD, the bid is 2305, the ask is 2306. Now, you know what it means when the, when the bid and the ask are so tight? That it's, it, this stock don't move. No, no, no. What it means when they're that close together, that means there's a whole shitload of volume. Oh, yeah. Because the market makers only making a penny. A penny right. per share. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's let's take a look at the big chart, QILD. Okay, so we have definitely an uptrend. See that? The buyers are at 29. The sellers are at uh, 13. So it's a little bit more than a 2 to 1, buyers over sellers, which is always a good thing. It isn't an uptrend. Great. So let's see what we can do with this. All right. We bought it at the money, and we sold at the money. You're going to get fucking nothing. Oh, don't move. You're going to get fucking nothing. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look at the spread. What is a, What would a spread give us? All right. She's at 23.05. Let's do one price in the money. That ain't gonna do you shit. It's gonna cost you one ten for a dollar spread. So for a dollar, yep, a dollar spread. So you, it ain't worth it. You can't make no money. You can't make. You can't even do options on this. No, no. It's. I, I mean, it pays one percent a month. I mean, I can name you more of these that. But like, you're making one percent a week. You're trying. This is one percent a month. To be totally honest with you, we're in uh, the third quarter. For the third month of the third quarter. Right. Okay? So, <clears throat> that is, uh, what, 12, 24, 36? 30-something. 30 30 30 39 weeks. No, because at the end of the month, we'll be over. Okay. Yeah, right. So, we're, we're at like 33 weeks. Right, okay. okay. So, I'm averaging close to 1.5% per week. Now, last week, I think I was just at 1%. The week before, it was 25 which is nice. But um, well, on average, yeah, it's, it's a little over 1%. At the end of the year, it's going to be, it should be, hypothetically speaking, over six, 60%. Now, okay, so pretty much, are you running these trigger spread trades on, on uh, what you're doing? Is that pretty much what Well, the, the trigger trades are definitely for, uh, 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 for capturing the dividend, and that's it. You know, they capture the dividend, you're in and out. Sometimes the same day. Ooh, you know what the funny thing is? The fastest trade I ever did, six seconds. In and out in six seconds. Wow. Bought it, the market open. Within six seconds, I was out with my profit already there. So, you know, I love the trigger trades. If I could figure out how to do them and have the trailing stop, yeah, I'd do that. But I'm not too fond of the trailing stop. Yeah, well, it seems to me when you use the trailing stops, they'll always stop you out, and then that's when the stock goes in your favor. That's been my experience. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't use stops. I use what I call the stop alert. 
So when the stock hits a certain price, they'll send me an email. Say, hey, the stock hit this price. What do you want to do? Gives me an opportunity to open up and find out what's going on. Do I want to bail or do I want to just ride it? That's when I tell people that I don't use stops. They say, what? You don't use stops? No, I use stop alerts. So the other stock that I seem to do um, pretty well with is SLV. And that is the, the silver. Let's open up SLV in the one-year chart. Yes. SLV. Now, for those of you listening, yeah. For yeah, those of you listening, uh, iShares SLV started out a year ago at 25.16. Within a couple of days, she hit the low at 20.45. Goes sideways, and just like everything else, nope, this one didn't have a, a, a an anomaleptic movement. I call that anomaleptic movement because it happens once every four years. Right. Directly related to the presidential election. But she did hit a high at 27.98, and that was at the end of January. Uh, basically, it's just going sideways as a dip. We do have some, look at this, it's like, it's like a, a triple bottom down here at 2114. Mm -hmm. Bouncing off of 2114, she's at 2199 at the moment. Let's check out this trade grid, it's SLV. Trade grid is 2196 over 22. Seasonality for silver would be not very favorable. She's definitely in a downspin at the moment. Let's take a look at the big chart and see what that says. Same thing there. Okay, definitely in a downturn. Sellers are advancing and buyers are retreating. So that would be a definite no for me. Gotcha. Well, I sell I sell puts and calls against this when it gets down to a certain point. Like right now, I have the 21 puts uh -huh. um, until the end of the month, I think. 21 puts. You got uh, nine. No, well nine. That, Look at this. Almost 10,000 open contracts at 21, the put. Right. But then again, you got 20,000 puts at 23, 10,000 puts at 24. Now, now let me ask you this, because I, I watch this a lot, and tell me what you see. So when I see 51,000 calls, uh -huh. I know this stock ain't finishing over. Well, I see 62. This 60. stock is not going to finish over $23. Okay. That's my... That's what I've seen in the past. When I've seen well, this is this is for Friday. This is what the weekly is. This, for Friday. this Friday, yeah. So I'm saying this Friday, this stock's not going to finish over twenty three dollars. Yeah, but see, you don't know that. Well, I've watched. I've done weeklies a lot, and yeah. when I see big numbers like that, you take any stock, and it's almost like the market makers make sure they capture because all this money. Because right there, there's a hundred and. 10, 120, 130,000 compared to over here, it's yeah, but you, minimal. But, but you're missing some. Okay, you got, uh, you got calls at 23, you got 62,000 at 23, you got 16,000 at 23 and a half, 51,000 at 24, about a little less than 5,000 at 24 and a half, 37,000 at 25. So a lot of people think it's going to go up. But then again, not as many think it's going to go down. But Seasonally speaking, for the past 10 years, this thing has a tendency to go down this time of year. 
Mm -hmm. Okay? Because people are looking at, let's, let's close this out a little bit. See that nice little escalation from, from March right up until August? I mean, that's a nice escalation. You're going from, uh, what is that, 14 to 18? Mm -hmm. That's a nice escalation. But from there, the high, get another little high a couple of weeks later. But then it's down for the rest of the year. I, yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. I, I love the seasonality because seasonality... Now, silver is a, is a commodity. They need silver for doing certain things. It's kind of like sugar, coffee, lumber. It's a commodity and it has a... a um, Call it a, a consumer base already built in, so they already have buyers for the silver, and this is what they normally do. They normally buy in um, what do you call it in March, because if I was going to need silver on a yearly basis, I'd buy at the low of the year, which seems to be March, and the high of the year is in August, the beginning of August and the beginning of September. That's the time I would sell. I sure as shit wouldn't be buying in, in on August and September. Because that's the high of the year. Well, I've made, I've probably made, I haven't made, well, yeah, I'm, I've probably made 5% in some week. Well, last week I made, uh, what would that be? 10% would be, 10% um, would be two bucks off a $23 stock. Yeah, so I made um, uh, I made about four percent last week on it. That's not bad. Um, so what happens is I don't sell out. Like I think I have um, October first or the last week is September. Mm -hmm. So if it kind of goes against me, because you've had that happen, mm -hmm. all of us. So basically, I can. So now I might be in a negative, but I can buy that out and sell out longer term. Okay. You know, I can give myself another six weeks instead of three weeks or four weeks. Okay. Now, I don't want to confuse the listeners because the listeners are basically wanting to know, you know, the yeah, 1% yeah, per week. Just, yeah, yeah. But I understand. You know, you made the effort to come out here. I want to take a look at your stuff, yeah. too. But I don't do these kind of things because they're not predictable. Correct. Correct. So I like to stick to simple easy to understand and easy for people to implement I like your thought because everything it, the biggest thing that I see with people in the market is is discipline mm -hmm. people don't have discipline they they panic mm -hmm. kind of a lot of things in life people mm -hmm. it's it's a emotional reaction instead of okay these are the numbers this if the numbers don't meet my criteria I don't do it Okay, so my, my absolute, absolute bottom line is everything goes to shit. Any stock I'm invested in, I don't mind holding because they're a dividend king or a dividend risk cat or a dividend champion, which means as shitty as it is going, which it might just happen to be, I'm still going to collect the dividend, and the dividend is going to be higher than the dividend I got last year. And there's so many people out there just buying stocks just to collect the dividend, but I'm getting the dividend and I'm getting the premiums. Mm -hmm. So I like premiums a lot better than dividends. So I can get dip, I can get premiums every single week, but I can't yeah. get dividends every week. Uh, that I agree. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up because we've been on long enough. Uh, was there any other thing you want to ask about dividend investing? No, I think you answered my questions, and and I understand what you're doing. 
So you could basically do this on your own without any yeah. help, any more help. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple, right? Yeah, pre-qualified. Well, for a lot of, for a lot of people are, you know, when you when you haven't done options or something mm-hmm. and don't, I mean, it can be confusing. Well, let's, let's, to let's forget options. Yeah, let's take options off off the table. Correct. Just buying the dividend stock ten days prior to the EX date, add the dividend in, and that's your escape. I'm with you. Now, you can take a look at all the dividend kings and all the dividend aristocrats 10 days prior to and see how they performed. I mean, before I created the software, I had to do it by hand. You know, go in 10 days before the X date. Did it work? Yes, it worked. Great. All right, that's one. <laughs> Did it work then? And it took me hours and hours and hours to do it. But so is this your software or this is no, Thinkorswim? No, this, this is Thinkorswim. Yeah. My software is being reworked because Yahoo Finance changed their data stream. Where they where they have their data stored. So once it, once the software is up again, whoever is um, a, you know, a member or a follower, they can access the, the uh, software for free. Cool. So when you um, well, everybody, I, I don't need to ask you this on the podcast. Okay. All right. So we're gonna wrap it up here. This is James. I'm, down here in Sarasota, Florida, where it's nice and it's actually hot. Hot. I was up in Maine last week. I don't know if you guys were watching last week. I was up in Maine last week. We had the fire stove going. <laughs> we had the stove going because it was cold. Here, I'm sitting in the car, sitting, and sweat is pouring off of me as I'm sitting. Something just ain't right there. That's why I'm turning into a snowbird. I want to know when the weather's warm. All right, so this is James with my special guest, Charlie. I'm going to sign out for today, uh, and I will catch you guys tomorrow because tomorrow is monday a new day all right other than that this is james from dividend stock talk i'll catch you guys later have a great day and see you tomorrow well that wraps up another session i want to thank you for joining us if you want to follow along with some of these live session trades Let us know if you have any questions. We can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know if you have any questions. We can get back to you. And... Have a great day.